Who gave me permission to do this? <laughs> oh my god. Sometimes we're gonna laugh and sometimes we're gonna cry. That's just the way it goes. Welcome to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast for everyone and anyone who is seeking their purpose, who wants to change but might feel stuck. Our title is a perfect example of why you should not judge a book by its cover. Jackie aims to help everyone, not just females. Learn to dig deep into yourself in every episode and get real with what you need as we figure out exactly what that is. Whether it's a relationship or a career, we as individuals make stupid mistakes, although our wiser higher self always knew better. We must get to a place where we can accept our stupid and move forward into our wise. Here is your host, Jackie Minsky. Welcome to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast. If you are new, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're with me for a while, thank you so, so much for coming back. Today, I have a super amazing guest, someone I definitely admire, and I was beyond excited when we connected to do this episode. She is an author, she is a mentor, and a business coach. She is also the founder of Daily Greatness. Daily greatness is more than just a daily planner. It allows you to structure your days to achieve your goals. It truly is designed to help us be more conscious on a daily basis, which I love discussing on this podcast. So everyone, please get excited and welcome Lindell Palmer-Clark to the show. Thanks so much, Jackie. I'm really, really happy to be here. Thank you so much for connecting with me. I, as you know, have so many questions for you because I personally have been guilty in my life trying to connect thoughts with actions, which I know you love discussing. I love it. Yes. Let's get started. So I did my research (laughs) and I know before Daily Greatness. You were a songwriter, an actress, you were also a singer, and you even made it to becoming a finalist on Australian Idol. But then you had a breakthrough and you realized you had a passion and a purpose to connect the dots between our thoughts and our actions. Can you take me back to that breakthrough and what caused you to pivot into a completely different direction in your life? Yeah. So as you mentioned, I was previously in the entertainment industry and that's what I did from a very young age. And I really believed that that was going to be my career, my vocation in life. But what I, I was a secret self-help junkie as well for many, many years. And I hit a crisis in my life and I realized Uh, in a very, you know, about 10 years ago, and I hit rock bottom emotionally, financially, mentally, and spiritually. And it was an extremely painful time for me. And I was shocked to realize that all of this knowledge that I gained from all of the books that I'd read, all of the seminars that I'd been to, all of the courses I'd done and all the gurus that I'd listened to was not translating into results in my life at that time. And the truth was my thinking habits were really poor and I would allow outside events to take over my mind. And it was during that time that I realized I needed a whole new foundation for my thinking. And it was also at that very pivotal time in my life when I hit rock bottom that I realized the missing piece 
of the puzzle, if you like, uh, of why I wasn't getting results was applied knowledge. I had a lot of knowledge in my head. I read so much, but I wasn't applying it. And it's not what you know, it's what you do. And personal growth uh, and what I really came to understand in that in that at that very painful time in my life, it's not something you learn. Of, of course, we do. We need to learn the concepts, but much more importantly, it's something you do. It's a deliberate and conscious journey that you go on to change your thinking habits. And so, it really was um, a very painful time in my life where I had to get very honest with myself. And I made that decision to leave the entertainment industry and pursue what I really, uh, what, what was really my passion, um, and that is personal transformation. You did mention in a recent podcast that you did that when you did first begin your journey, you would do a morning mindset session and then you would finish your evenings with a reflection of your day. How were you able to stay consistent with something like that? And after how long did you notice a shift in your habits and in your life? Once you start to recalibrate to this kind of um, personal growth journey, that inward journey, the, the, uh, the exterior sort of validation, if you like, starts to really fade away. And so that my quest, if you like, in the entertainment industry all of a sudden felt redundant. It felt like that was not my path. So, um, but what I wasn't doing was I didn't have a consistent way to apply self-help concepts. So I would read a book, I would put it back on the shelf and I would go, that was awesome. That was inspiring, but I wouldn't take action on the concepts because I didn't have any tools at that time. So when I really hit rock bottom and I realized it, the issue was applied knowledge, not knowledge. I had a lot of knowledge like we, most of us do, but we're not applying it. And so then I decided I needed to create a simple morning and evening ritual to really apply self-help concepts into my life in a very practical and dynamic way. And so I created and really distilled down into a simple process what I considered to be the best personal growth concepts um, and the proven concepts and strategies to really change and rewire my brain. And so I started practicing this and you go, and I was very desperate at this time. So I was willing to do absolutely anything to get results. So I, it was really out of desperation and, and also curiosity. What would happen if I actually applied this day in, day out? And how would this actually change my life? Because I had I didn't have I'd moved to London at this point and I, you know, had few friends, no network. And here I was really needing to create a whole new life for myself. And so I didn't have anything much else to do. I was working, but it was really an experiment. And what I noticed was um, just with these simple practices of setting my intentions in the morning, writing my gratitude list and really getting into a peak state, if you like. And essentially what we're doing when we do that is to raise our consciousness. And because I was, you know, living in London, which is a really densely populated city and, um, and I was going through a very big personal transformation, my energy level was very low. So every day that I needed to wake up and create this ritual that would actually raise my consciousness and help me reconnect, reconnect with my passions, my purpose, 
and where I was heading in my life. And so after doing this for a few months, I noticed that my depression was lifting. Um, I was becoming more self-aware of my patterns. I was understanding, you know, I was starting to really see how I got myself into this place in the first, you know, in the first instance. And it helped me navigate out of, of that really dark time. But what it ultimately gave me was a completely new foundation to build my life upon, which wasn't previously there. And that was really missing in, in my life up until that point. So, uh, it really just became a passion project of mine and what allowed me to really keep doing it and create this consistency is that I, I loved the way it made me feel. I loved the results that I saw when I actually practiced this and it's extremely simple. You know, it was, it's not difficult. It just takes a willingness to do it every day and, and over time I really saw the results and so that's how I was able to, to really keep up that consistency and that's where Daily Greatness, the, the philosophy and the foundation of my business was really born out of that time of creating this simple daily process that worked for me and then I was able to say, hey, this if this is working for me and I can see other people in the self-help world are also really struggling. You know, I was around a lot of people who were also doing a lot of self-help, but I could see their, the results were also not there for them. And so I saw really an opportunity to create a product to help people apply self-help concepts into their life in a very practical way. I love that. I love that you said that it was an experiment for you to see what would happen if you stayed consistent with this. And I personally started my journey with journaling maybe about six to eight months ago. And I could tell you when I first began journaling, at first it did seem silly to me because I've heard about it so often, journal and plan. And I started and at first I was very consistent with it. And as you mentioned, the more I wrote things down and self-reflected, the better I would feel. However, there were times and still there are times sometimes where I'm feeling maybe a lack of motivation as many others who might be listening. So how can someone overcome feeling stuck and push through that feeling of lack of motivation to do something as simple as journaling and being conscious on a daily basis? So I would say that if you're feeling a lack of motivation, which we all do, it's a very natural, normal thing to feel. We're not all motivated every single day, even, you know, the most inspired people. And that is the point of having a morning mindset practice is to be able to get up every day and, you know, you might've had a bad night's sleep as parents, you know, we're up often with our children. We might've had a bad dream or eaten something, you know, that made us feel a bit off in the morning. And so that lack of motivation can often just be overcome by really plugging back into our purpose, our passion with a few quality questions and that morning mindset routine to just really realign our focus back on our purpose and, and what's important to us that day. But in general, a lack of motivation either says that your goals are too small, so you've either outgrown them or that they no longer inspire you in some way. So, you know, often we create goals and our life moves and morphs and changes so often, especially at this time, you know, what we thought we would be doing at this time has completely gone out the window and we've had to pivot. And 
So we need to constantly reassess and go back and ask ourselves, is this still important to me? Is what I thought my goal still motivating me? And often, you know, we'll find that sometimes we have big growth spurts without us even knowing. And we realize actually this goal is too small for me now. So I think it's a really important uh, practice to really check in. And when you have this structure for practicing personal growth concepts, such as a daily greatness practice or whatever your practice might be, you have these regular check-ins where you're able to ask yourself, am I still motivated by my goal? Do I need to reassess my strategy? And then you can obviously adjust as you go along. I think the other thing that to do if you're feeling that lack of motivation is to get really clear on your values. That's the first thing that I did when I had my my when I hit rock bottom and I really needed to reevaluate my life is I got really clear on my values. What is my highest core values in life? And it could there's usually one overarching value and then you might have a few sub values if you like. But once you get really clear on those and then get really clear on what your passions are and what lights you up. And then also to ask yourself some quality questions around things like what lights me up? What would I love to be doing? And then you'll start to see where you're incongruent with those things. So you, your actions are incongruent, which is causing that lack of motivation. You're not aligned with your purpose. You're not aligned with the goals. You're not aligned with things that are really inspiring you. And then once you, you know, are able to see that incongruency, you get back and you get realigned back with your true self. And that's when you'll start to feel better and start to feel more motivated. There's so much there that I want to dive into. So it's true that when you do journal and you are able to self-reflect daily, you can also, I believe, see where your distractions are. Because besides having a plan, you know, there are situations, maybe friendships, maybe romantic relationships, maybe things in our lives that are distracting us from that clearer picture, from our values, from the, the vision that we hold in our mind. But let me ask you, because even, even though there are people who have an idea and they self-reflect daily, a lot of them don't even know how to create a plan. What are some things that someone can do to create an actual plan once they have a vision? Yeah, so um, I think it really starts with the idea of purpose. So you need to know where you're going, just like going on any journey. If you're here and you want to get there, you need to know what is the strategy to 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 take hopefully the the fastest route to get there. So starting with a really clear and really defining what your purpose is and then really breaking it down from there. So what is your purpose for wanting to create this? And then what is ultimately the goal? Um, and then breaking it down into a project, tasks, and actions. I mean, this is very practical, ex- you know, um, a very practical way of executing it. And this is all kind of obvious. But the missing piece of how to really create a, a, a successful plan is mindset. Because without the right mindset, you, you're not going to be able to effectively execute that plan. But just very practically as well, the Daily Greatness six-step goal planning system is made up of 
why, the the why, the what, the how, the who, the which, and the when. So why do you want it? What is the purpose for wanting this? And that's really your driver. That's what's getting you out of bed every day. And then you move to what. What is it that you want? That's the goal. What is the ultimate outcome? How are you going to make it happen? So then you're breaking it down into actionable goals, um, actionable projects, I should say, or tasks and actions. And then this one is really important, but so often overlooked. And that's to ask who, who is it that I need to be? So this is about the identity of you and your ability to really step into your potential so that you can create this goal. Because the person you are now is very, may not have all the skill set or all of the ability to execute and deliver this goal. So there could be some personal growth that's required to really step into that goal and really be able to deliver it and and create it in the way that you want to. And so that's a really important question. Who do I need to be to achieve this goal? And they could be two very different people. And the other part of the who is who do I need on my team? So it's it's really about complementing your strengths. And who do you need to synthesize with or synergize with to be able to really execute your goal and your vision? Then it's which, which, and this is another overlooked part of goal creation, and that is asking yourself which obstacles, which challenges, which limiting beliefs am I going to encounter or do I think that I may encounter as I embark on this journey towards this goal And this is really around mindset and self-awareness. So you raised a great, you know, when you talked about um, the the distractions that that come up for us as we try to achieve our goals, and that's really around self-sabotage. So often, you know, we talked about the who, the identity of who you are now. If you truly, if there's a disconnect with who you are now and who you need to be, often what we'll do is we'll we'll self-sabotage. And we'll do anything we can to put things in in our way to achieving that goal. And so we need to know and really put it out on the table which obstacles, which challenges, which limiting beliefs am I going to encounter on this way to achieving that goal? And that's the mindset and self-awareness piece that so many people miss because they're only focusing on what's the goal, what's the action, and then how am I thinking that they're just, as long as they execute on that, everything will be fine. It doesn't work like that. We, we have mental um, you know, limitations that actually stop us achieving our goals. And then, of course, the, the final one is when. When are we going to make this happen? What is the deadline? Because urgency creates productivity. So we want to put a really... Uh, hard deadline on our goals so that we actually step up and we've got something that we're we're really um, you know going going for something that makes makes it a little bit exciting if we know it's gonna if we put a year on a goal you know we're gonna go really slow but if we put three months we're gonna be going for it and so that urgency creates a lot of productivity wow that was so powerful that was so powerful so the who is super important. And I do agree that we self-sabotage because we're uncomfortable stepping into the who. And comfort is a dangerous place. And it's all about changing your personal patterns, unlearning everything you kind of already know. So the who is super important. So I love that you said that. 
But let's say someone gets the right mindset and they start taking action. But even after they create a plan and they're working towards their vision, fear always comes in and tries to stop people from succeeding. What is your best advice on overcoming fear? Fear is something that we need to embrace and to really reframe what fear means. Most of us see fear. It's, you know, it's just part of our DNA that we want to run away from fear or or it's a natural response to want to move away from anything that causes us to feel that uncomfortable feeling. But what we resist persists as we, you know, um, as we know. And so fear is never really going away. The more we resist fear, the more it's going to take hold. And so we have to really look fear in the eye and go towards it and see it as an ally that's pointing us towards what we need to address in our life instead of running away from it. And so that's fine in, you know, in, um, in theory. And so how do we actually do that? I think that, again, that comes down to why the um, journaling um, as a, as a, personal growth tool is so powerful and it can often be overlooked and it's lost often in its simplicity as you mentioned because it's so simple but the the effects are, are so so powerful and what really the what journaling essentially helps you to do is to really see your patterns and it gives you that ability to bring your unconscious thoughts out onto the paper and that's often where our fears are they're not you know, always at the top of mind, the fear is, is so much, is, is usually sitting right underneath the surface, very, quite often very unconscious. And so a practice such as journaling or writing in your own handwriting is so powerful to be able to get those fears out, get those unconscious thoughts out on paper so that you can start to bring them into the, into your conscious awareness. And then you can actually move towards them. If you don't actually know what your fears are, you you can't move towards them. You can't start to embrace them. And so, I mean, just just a few stats and and ideas around journaling and why it is such a powerful process in terms of working with your fears, um, you know, is that there's a lot of scientific evidence that that says that um, journaling Um, has so many benefits, including stress reduction. um, And and it's a way to get us off our device and really slow down. And I think fear is one of the drivers that keeps us on our device. It keeps us scrolling down our feeds and, and it just starts to create a lot of anxiety. And so a simple act of any, any, meditation practice, any mindfulness practice will do the same. It helps you to slow down. It helps you to see your patterns. And usually those sort of, um, those patterns that are just really driven usually and self-sabotage is driven by fear, fear of taking that next step, fear of letting go of something. And so a simple process like journaling, sitting down you know, 20 minutes in the morning, just free writing or using a, you know, a prompted guided style journal um, can really help you to get those fears out on paper so that you can start to notice them. And then, then you can control those fears instead of those fears controlling you. 
Actually, when I first started this podcast, that's, that's what I practiced so much. I would write myself letters and, and I would tell myself what I'm scared of, why am I afraid of it? And believe it or not, I used to be very shy. So the fact that I have this platform, this podcast is me overcoming my own fear and stepping into my who. And I actually wrote an article for Thrive Global discussing this, you know, use fear to your advantage. Our fears can be our stepping stones. Knowing everything you know now, if you could have a conversation with yourself, the woman who was just beginning her journey back then, as the woman you are today, what advice would you give her? I just want to say congratulations on your awesome podcast and your stepping up into your potential. It's very, very inspiring, Jackie. Um, I, I think I would give my, my younger self um, probably, yeah, I, would say, I, I would basically say believe in yourself. I mean, you know, it's cliche, but there's just so much that we, there's so many ways in which we hold ourselves back. We tell ourselves we're not good enough. I told myself I was not good enough. Um, and I, and I said, you know, at the, when we first, um, at the top of our call, I did have very poor thinking habits. And so I would allow outside and external situations really tell me who I was instead of me telling the world who I was. And so I think that is just a fundamental shift in what I've done to change my results in life. And, and I'm now authoring my life instead of allowing other people to write my story and, and allowing other people's feedback to tell me who I am. Um, I now, I now author my life. And I think that's the big shift that, that, I've made. So believe in myself, have patience with myself. You know, all personal growth takes time. It's not an overnight process. There's so much we have to unpack. There's so much we have to unlearn. There's so many layers to peel back to find the truth of who we are. And that I think is what's most surprising because it's not just about growing. For the most part, growth is really just um, un, it's peeling back the false perceptions that we've that we've allowed people and society and the world to put on us. So we have to have patience with that process because it doesn't happen overnight. I'd also say, you know, trust yourself. You know, and you touched on this um, around like intuition and really trusting trusting our intuition in terms of. Um, that we do have an inner voice. We do have uh, that that guide that's that's always speaking to us, but we need to slow down enough to hear it. And if we're going too fast, if we're too much in fear and there's too much noise in our life, we can't hear that inner voice who's telling us what we need to feel more fulfilled, to feel happier, to feel more loved. And, and all of that's really coming from within us not when it's not an external thing that we're looking for. And so I say, believe in myself, have patience with myself, trust myself, but above all, love and value myself, which I, I didn't do 
as a young, as a young person, I had very, very low self-worth. And so a lot of the reason that I was moving and, and felt that I wanted to be in the entertainment industry, of course, I loved singing and I had a talent for it. But a lot of what I was really getting from being in the entertainment industry was that external applause. And so I really, that was a big turning point when I had that realization that I was looking for that external applause, that I no longer wanted that and that I was going to be my own cheerleader. And I didn't need that external applause to feel validated, to feel loved because that was, that was my slippery slope. I was going down a very dark path because when you start to seek that external approval all the time, there's pretty much no return from that. And so that was my defining moment of leaving the entertainment industry and really pursuing this path of personal development. And then obviously building my business to help other people do that as well. It's amazing that you said about intuition and for those that are that may be listening and they're unsure of their intuition or where it comes from, what do you think, wh- where does our intuition come from and how can someone learn to trust their intu- intuition? I think the intuition, as I touched on, it, your intuition is ultimately your your destiny if you like or your your highest potential calling to you and it's constantly there in the background and it's it's a muscle you know and the more that we work with it the more that we listen to it the more that we follow it the stronger it gets and so if we really want to learn to lean on more of our intuition, we have to tune into it and find ways to tune into it. And there's many ways we can do that. We, you know, we've talked about journaling, a mindfulness practice, but it really, and it, and it doesn't happen overnight. It's something that we can tune into, but there's ways to really tap into it in very powerful um, ways, such as dream, dream journaling. So listening, uh, sorry, um, writing down your dreams. So as you fall asleep at night, setting the intention to really listen um, and and remember, I should say, remember your dreams. So when you wake up in the morning, remembering immediately what was my dream and writing it down because our intuition speaks through our subconscious and and there's so much richness that we can that we can learn and get from our dream state. And obviously then that flows out into our um, our our life and the, the encounters that we have with people, the situations that come up in our life, and we're always being guided. I also believe very much in symbols and that life always gives us certain symbols that is our intuition speaking to us, but you'll never see those signs and symbols if you don't believe in it. It's very much there and it's always talking to us, but we have to tune into it and then follow it so that we can actually use it to benefit our life. Yes, that's so true. I'm a huge believer in signs as well. And it's just, it, it's very comforting and it's just, it's very cool how it shows up and it's never there when you're looking for it. It always turns up when you're least expecting it and it's always surprising. And that's when I know it's the universe speaking to me because I'm never looking for it. It's this surprising little synchronicity that makes it happen and sometimes it has such a sense of humor (laughs) yes absolutely such a sense of humor so do you think that this pandemic 
the COVID-19 coronavirus that's happening on a huge global scale, worldwide, people everywhere. Do you think this is our global reset and what can we learn from it? Yeah, it's a great question. I think we are learning to be agile and to be agile in our being and it's helping us to realise the impermanence of it all, which allows us to be more grateful for what we have in each moment. And really, you know, I'm a big fan of Eckhart Tolle. He's one of, you know, the spiritual masters. And, you know, speaking of humour, he's hilarious and an amazing um, inspiration. But his whole message of, you know, the power of now, which was one of a, the the big awakening books that I read early on in my journey and the goal and to really let go of struggle, let go of fear is to, to live in the present moment. And when we're living in the present moment, all of our struggles really fall away. And I think this time has really, is really pushing us first of all, to see all that we haven't yet dealt with. So if we've been on this journey for a while, been working on letting go of fear, working on being aware of our patterns and, and, and really being conscious of how we're being, then we won't have as much coming up right now. We, this will just be a small adjustment for us. Um, and there's so many openings and amazing, it's an amazingly transformational time but for people who haven't been on that journey, it's bringing up so much. It's bringing up fear. It's bringing up uncertainty. And, you know, there's, they're hitting, we're all in a crisis of some kind. And, but crisis, a crisis is a catalyst. It's a catalyst for something better, something more amazing to unfold. And, so some of us are, you know, are dealing with this in a very, in very different ways, but ultimately we're all on, we're all in this together and we're all going on the same journey. And, and those of us who have been working on ourselves, those of us have, who have been able to really, if you like, um, surf the waves at this time can help those who aren't, who are struggling and, and we can be that light in, in their life to really help them understand that on the other side of this, there's going to be some really exciting, beautiful um, realizations and, and, um, and transformations that are possible. So it, it's, an incredible time of, of, of just amazing personal transformation if we change our perception and, and see it that way. Yeah, and um, I also um, wrote on one of my social media posts and it got over 700 likes, something very similar to what you said. It's almost as if certain individuals, many of us have been planting seeds, if you want to call it, or overcoming our own personal battles to almost light the way for others in such a time. It's almost as like, this is our calling. This is our moment to show others it's possible, have no fear, and to really step into our who right now at this moment in time. Mm, so, so beautiful. With that said, what do you believe? And this is something on Daily Greatness Instagram. And I have to ask you because I read it on your Instagram account and I loved it. And I feel like it's the proper thing to ask. What do you believe is the most important trait 
to get us through this time? For me, it's courage because ultimately my personal feeling is that the only way through or the only way over this bridge is to continually jettison fear. So letting go of fear. And the only way we can do that is to have massive courage, be extraordinarily brave and to really trust that life is delivering us, you know, much like I'm a big fan of the hero's journey and at every step of the way, a new level of courage is required to really get to the other side and complete your hero's journey. And in some ways I feel that we are currently in, and it's, and it's, you know, I hadn't actually thought of it this way, but the, the lockdown, the quarantine is like being in the belly of the whale you know, the, the moment where we, it seems dark, it seems like we don't know, you know, it's like the moment that the crystallis before as, you know, the, the caterpillar has completely disintegrated and, but it hasn't yet emerged from, from the crystallis, you know, and, and taken flight. And that's, it could be, we don't know what's ahead. You know, we're all wondering what is next. You know, there's, there's a lot of uncertainty, but if we have that positive outlook, this could be the quarantine is the equivalent of being in the belly of the whale. And once we emerge, it could be something really amazing and I have faith that it's going to be something really amazing. So I really believe courage is what we need more than anything right now. Um, It's true. You know, we have to think about what kind of person do you want to be when you re-enter the world? As you mentioned, the caterpillar, you know, this is us in our, we're at home in our cocoons dealing with ourselves. There's nowhere to hide. There's no distractions. We are facing ourselves in our cocoons. Do you believe in destiny or do you believe in free will? Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I always love to end. Talk about leaving, le- leaving the big question till the end. Um, it's a, it's an awesome question and it's a big question, but I think, I think I used to believe only in, I think I used to only believe in free will and what, but what I, I've, you know, and I, I think this is part of the growth journey is really admitting that we don't know, um, but and being willing to shift and change our beliefs as new information comes in. But I, I think I really believe in both. We absolutely have a destiny, but we have free will to change the course of our life and to navigate closer to realizing our destiny through free will. Yes. And our destiny, you know, my belief is this isn't our only lifetime. I, you know, my belief is we have many, 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 many lifetimes and our ultimate destiny is something that we're navigating to each lifetime. And so we might not, we might hit a certain potential in a lifetime, you know, much like, um, you know, some 
some flowers on a on a rose bush end up being this beautiful like the prize rose that has all the right um nutrients and all the right amount of sun and water and it becomes the perfect rose while others don't make quite make it to there you know they don't blossom properly and and they die off but ultimately you know that's nature and i i sort of see i see us as humans as some some lifetimes we are able to be that fully you know that full bloom rose and reach our full potential in that lifetime and other lifetimes we've got learning to do we're growing where you know there's there's many life lessons that our soul is going through and so some lifetimes we ha- we're able to reach that that full potential and other lifetimes you know we're working on on understanding what free will is and how to use it um, in different scenarios. So I really believe in both. I actually interviewed someone and I just had this conversation. So it's beautiful what you just said. Amazing. That response. It's almost as if like our free will is the roots of let's say our rose bush of our potential. And in the free will, we grow our roots or we don't into our destiny. Yeah, I love that too. That's a great way to, to to consider it. So can you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Also, just want to let the audience know they have been writing comments. They have been writing reviews. They're super excited. And I want to give you a big thank you for Daily Greatness, for giving us the opportunity to give away three original Daily Greatness planners. So big thank you for that. And where can they find you and Daily Greatness on social media? Yeah, so we're at Daily Greatness on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then you can find me, Olindell, is um, on Instagram, mostly Instagram, um, or look me up on Facebook. Thank you so, so much for doing this with me. Thank you so much, Jackie. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for having me.